doctrine, different aspects that we have taught over the years. Uh, finally got around to putting it in a book form. Not sure how many we'll go through, but we want to start this morning on the Bible, the Word of God. I think everything has got to start with the Word of the Lord. Uh, it is so important for a young Christian to start right. Therefore, the first lesson that we'll teach, and we've taught several lessons over the last 50 years, is designed to help establish your faith in the Bible, for the Bible is God's Word. So when a person says, I don't believe that, they'll say they're not believing what God said, because the the original Hebrew and Greek came down from glory. And I believe it's important for a young Christian to start right. Therefore, we start at the beginning for the Christian. That's the Word of God. Uh, <clears throat> one to keep in mind that the Bible is not a book of psychology and physiology and all the other ologies that we may study. But there is no discrepancies between the uh, certain facts of science and the Bible. The Bible is not a book of history, although it contains history. But it's found to be accurate when recording history. So if you understand the importance of this book, how it derived and what the purpose. The, we must hear the word of God. We must believe the word of God uh, before we can grow in grace and knowledge. You may know, you may memorize, but you'll never get understanding until you're saved. Second and more important than we have tried to make it, There's no private interpretation in this book. We can say this is Paul's writings, this is John's writings, this is Jeremiah's writings. If these men who wrote the word of God was not inspired by God word by word, then we don't have exactly what God wants us to have. And uh, we have people in different churches that that has a study Bible and they got the notes. And when I talk to some of them, I can know that they're giving me what the notes say and not what the Bible says. The notes is what that particular publisher put in there. So I'll tell you up front, if I haven't told you, when you come to me and tell me what the notes in any Bible says, I don't listen. They are opinion. My opinion, worth as much as yours, yours worth as much as mine. 
So, you know, they got the little Bibles now that they got blue, uh, yellow, and red. You know, this is what God said. This is what the Holy Spirit said. This is what... Uh, it's a nice, colorful book. And they, you know... If you have one, that's fine. But I just want to tell you up front, no note is God-inspired. So we need to keep in mind that the Bible, as we said, is not a book of all theologies. The Bible is not a book of history, but it's found to be accurate when recording history. The Bible was given to man from God. Notice our first text found in the book of John, and we wouldn't have to turn there, but I'm sure all of you know this verse, or you remember it when somebody reads it to you, or quotes to you. John 14, 6 said, Jesus said unto him, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. No man come to the Father but by me. Jesus said unto him, I am the way. We can say here, you can go out here and this is the way to Georgetown, but that's not the only way to Georgetown. You can take this road down here, come to the end, and you can go to Georgetown. But there's only one I am. These, this is very, you know, elementary. But sometimes it's so elementary that we're not interested because it goes against our, the way I want to see it, the way I want to understand it. And I certainly would never tell you you don't have the right to be wrong because you do. And I have the right to be wrong. But God will not bless if I'm wrong or you're wrong or anybody else wrong. God only blesses truth. So he tells us in John 5, 39, he's a very elementary but so important. And we see here in John 5 and verse 39, notice, God says, Search the Scriptures, for in them ye think ye have eternal life, and they are they which testify of me. I'm probably a prime example that I can tell you something. I've got books over in my basement that's never been read. Good books. But when you read a the Gospel of John or the Gospel of Matthew or the book of Isaiah. And I love those writers. I love Charles Spurgeon. A.W. Pink is my favorite one. But when A.W. Pink goes off the scriptures and gives you commentary, that's what it is. That's the only thing I want you to see to begin off. That is not Bible. It is one man's interpretation of the Bible. You say, well, they're a lot smarter than you are. I agree with that. They probably have forgotten more than I'll ever know. But it's still their opinion. It is their opinion. God says in John 5 and verse 39, 
he said, search the scriptures, for in them ye think ye have eternal life, and they are they will testify me. So this is a book about Jesus. It's not a book about Charles Spurgeon. And I've got three of Charles Spurgeon's sermon outlines. A.W. Pink. I sat here and named eight or nine books that I have and a couple of them, if you look, you see these haven't been used. No, they haven't. They've been looked at but not used. Now you get C.D. Cole's books that Brian Station printed and we gave them out years ago. Those are sermons by C.D. Cole and you'll find everything that C.D. Cole says, he backs it up with scripture. But it's still not inspired. It's the thoughts of C.D. Cole or the thoughts of whoever wrote that. So that's what I want you to see here. These scriptures, this Bible, it's as closest to the original. And I've got two, King James 1611. You read the 1611, it's a little harder to read, but it does not change anything. Does not change anything. So according to 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 16, shows us that the Bible claims to be the inspired word of God. So it's important, and I'm not trying to talk down to you or preach down to you, because some of you are probably a lot smarter than me. But 2 Timothy 3.16 says that all scripture is given is given by the inspiration of God and is profitable. The key word is profitable. This book is profitable for me to know what God wants me to know, what God wants me to learn. So when you take here in 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 16. All scripture is given by the inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine. Now, if you take the word profitable for doctrine, it means that this Bible are to help you, help me, on what I believe election is. You ought to be able to prove from the word of God what election is. Justification. You ought to be able to prove from the Bible what God said justification is. But what we do, like uh, I did, you know, many times when I was in school, I wouldn't read. I didn't like to read, so I'd get those little notes. I forget what to even call now, but, you know, I'd read those little notes and I'd get what the book was. I'd make a book report and didn't have to read the whole book. So that's 
as what Baptists are doing now, and that's what, why they are getting off on the doctrine. Doctrine, if I was to ask, Steve, what is your doctrine? And I could ask his wife, what do you believe? Two different statements, same question. But yet, a man told me maybe six months ago, I don't know exactly the time, but he said, I like you. I listen to you. But you preach doctrine. What could I say? Guilty as charged. Doctrine is what you believe. If you don't study doctrine, then you you believe opinions, you believe emotions. Doctrine is what you believe. And if somebody asks you, do you believe in justification? You ought to be able, after all of these, if you've been saved five years or more, you ought to be able to tell a person what justification is. You've been saved 10 years or more, you ought to be able to point it to them in the Bible where it is. That's the difference between coming and listening and coming and studying what you heard. See, and God has blessed us. We can go on sermon audio and take all the notes we want to. Just the same sermon I'll preach this morning will be on sermon audio. He also said in verse 17 of this same chapter, 2 Timothy chapter 3, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto good works. Now, you see the word perfect? Doesn't mean without sin when we're talking about the Bible. No man is perfect in every part of his body, but the Bible is perfect. So, number one, we see that all scripture is given by the inspiration of God. Every one of us ought to know what the word inspiration is, and I'm confident that you do. But upon this statement, you know, the evangelistical Christianity stands. If I believe the word of God, Steve comes to me and says, Pastor, don't quite understand this one. I say, how many times have I preached it, Steve? Don't make any difference how many times I preached it. If he doesn't understand it, he doesn't understand it. And it is my job as pastor to set him down with the word of God and show him in the word of God why we practice discipline. And if he still doesn't understand it, then it's his job to straighten me out with the word of God. But all scripture, is given by the inspiration of God. That simply means God breathed it. God breathed it. 
The Bible claims to be the inspired word of God by inspiration. So the Holy Spirit is the author of the Bible. 2 Peter 1.21. When we look at 2 Peter, you know, each time that we study something, we ought to be able to go a little deeper, a little more plain. In 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse uh, 21, I believe, here it is. For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. So, if I'm speaking on behalf of the Lord, don't you think that's why when I was saved that Jesus said it's expedient that I go away, Tony, but I'm going to send the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit will enter you. And he did that Tuesday morning on the way to work. You don't grow into the Holy Spirit. The moment you're saved, the Holy Spirit enters you. And the Holy Spirit will not teach you anything, opinion or anything else, that's not in this word. I have no problem with that because I'm not smart enough to do that on my own. But since God saved me, I've got the Holy Spirit with me 24-7. And when I deliberately go against the Word, I grieve the Holy Spirit. And when I grieve the Holy Spirit, guess what? I get discipline. We're not talking about church discipline. I'm talking about the Holy Spirit discipline. Because James said, He that knoweth to do good and doeth it not is sin." And we have Baptists all over this country this morning that has chose what they want to do instead of what God wants them to do. I can't help that. I don't even try to stop it. I just, when it's my opportunity, you know. I was, I was very thankful that the uh, gentleman, you know, up there where I'm going to preach in Moorhead and down in Alabama that they both said you preach whatever the Lord gives you I like that I preach when I have an assigned subject but I don't like that because I don't think nobody can tell me two months ahead what the Holy Spirit wants me to preach but I'm not a rebellious person, so if they say preach on the love of God, I preach on the love of God. But I think God will bless the church if you let the preacher preach what the Spirit of God is leading him to preach. So, 
in John the 16th chapter. John 16 verse 12. Notice here. God said, I have yet many things to say unto you, but ye cannot bear them now. You know, it's uh, certain things that we want to do, but we're not prepared to do it. You know, that's why that the 30 years that I worked at IBM, when I got promoted, there was a training period. That training period was for me to know how to do the job I had been promoted to. You follow me? We grow in grace and knowledge, but God is not going to keep putting knowledge in you if you haven't used the knowledge he's already given you. Well, it'd be nice if we really knew that. Well, God said, you know, as we look at the word of God and we follow the Lord, that the Holy Spirit, as we found in 2 Peter 1.21, is the author. Christ told his disciples that he would leave many things unrevealed and the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit would come and choose certain Persons through them reveal his perfect will unto God. And that's exactly what he did, as we see here in John uh, 16, beginning with verse 12, when he said, I have many things to say unto you, but ye cannot bear them now. I guarantee you, if I advertise in the local paper that said beginning the first week of September or October, whatever week I choose, we're going to study the second coming. We will have charts. We will have outlines. This building would be full. And if you're not saved... You're going to leave that building as confused as you was when you came in because you got a lot of facts or ideals or something that some preacher said and he got a book that somebody wrote and we don't even know whether he's saved or not, but boy, it sounded good. But the Holy Spirit is the one that's going to teach you whether the signs that we have, you know, I'm going to say something here that, uh, uh, you know, I'd like to think, and I've said, today would be a good day for the Lord to come back. Amen? But the temple hasn't been built yet. What does that mean, Pastor? Prophecy says the temple got to be built. We got all excited about the red heifers. That's got to take place. Oh, well, I don't believe that. I believe that the Lord will come today. Oh, I do too. <laughs> but if we understand 
the prophecy, then there are certain things that got to take place. Guess what? We can go to sleep tonight and in the morning that temple could be built. You say, well, I don't think that'll happen. I have a hard time believing God made all of this out of nothing, don't you? No, I don't. God said, let there be and there was. And if God wants a temple over there, it'll be a temple there. He wants a red half ready to ride one. They got five over there. They're scraping down to two. They're trying to decide which one out of that two. You think God don't already know which heifer they're going to sacrifice? Well, it can't be because Brother So-and-so is a specialist. No, Brother So-and-so sells books. You better watch what kind of book you buy. But we know one book that God wrote. You get familiar with this book first. And you don't have to believe a word I said said. But if you don't, then you owe it to me to show me where I'm wrong. I would love to sit down with your president and tell him and show him where he's wrong. I would jump at that opportunity. And your governor, I would like to prove to everybody in Kentucky that he's not what he says he is. But I won't get that opportunity. But I've got a better one. I have the opportunity to preach the word of God and Biden or the governor, one can't save nobody. But God can. The Bible is a difficult book. You know why it's difficult? Have you ever had a lost person come up and tell you, I've read this Bible through two or three times. I bet the average church member has never read it through once. I couldn't argue with, with that if he or she had read it through two or three times. But let's look at this scripture. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Beginning with verse 14. You there? 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Verse 14. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolish unto him, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. A natural man cannot discern spiritual matters. You can memorize it. You can quote it. But you can't understand it. Why? Because God said so. God said, but the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit doesn't teach lost people the Bible. But when you're saved, now you're a student. So not that you don't know facts, not that you don't quote scripture. But knowing and understanding is entirely different. 
You follow me? You think these little kids that can memorize seven, eight verses, and I have a hard time memorizing two? You think those little kids understand what they just memorized? <coughs> I don't. And I got a, a grandchild, her name is Caroline, about one of the smartest kids I've been around in a while. You know, I got to think before I answer her questions. But she don't understand it. She just knows it. Why? Because somebody repeats it and repeats it and repeats it. And that's good. Until your teenager becomes about 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, and they know more than you do. They know more than Peppa do. They know more than anybody. And if you don't think so, just ask them. That's good, but it's knowledge. It's not heart understanding. You may not like this kind of teaching, but it's about as plain as I can do it. I, I try to figure out a way I can make it more plain, but I don't think I can. God said in verse 15, <coughs> But he that is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself it's judge of no man. You know why I can't judge you? I don't know your heart. But I can know one thing. If your heart is right, you will be doing what the Bible says. But we all like to think. My kid, my husband, my wife, you know, they don't go to church, and they, but they're really good people. I mean, good people go to hell. Saved people go to heaven. We go on down to verse 16. <coughs> Let's read 15, 16 together. But he that is spiritual does of all things, yet he himself is judged of no man. For who have known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. What did Paul say in the book of Philippians? Let this mind be in you that is in Christ. If you believe something that you can't find in the Bible, get rid of it. Tell yourself every morning what I believe was wrong, what I believe is wrong. In about a hundred mornings, you won't believe that no more. The Bible is a difficult book because it came from the infinite to the infinite from the unlimited, all-powerful God to a limited man. See, Christ and God are, they know everything. But they will only reveal to you what you're ready for. 
So I know people have been saved a long time that don't know as much as somebody's been saved a couple of years. Because they were satisfied when they walked the aisle, got baptized, and they attend church. Growth takes feeding. That's common sense. You don't feed a baby, what happens to that baby? You've got to feed the baby. If you don't feed the baby what it needs to be fed, what happens to the baby? You know, it's, it's really not complicated. It's just like you take a verse and you say, I don't understand it. You remember when you were in school and you had to take that sentence and you know, tear it apart. Then you could understand it a little bit. You got to let the Bible interpret by Bible. The Bible is not interpreted by commentary. Don't leave here thinking I'm against commentaries. I'm not. I've got about seven of them. And I use them when I want another opinion. When I want another opinion. But when I want to know what a verse means and I haven't been able to figure it out with my limited knowledge of cross-references and reading this and reading that, then I get out my commentary. Let's see what uh, so-and-so said about it. Let's see what so-and-so said about it. Because God uses people, places, and things to teach us. So that's why we don't want our kids running around with dope addicts, right? Their chances of becoming a dope addict increases. You don't want your kids running around people to take the Lord's name in vain. Why? Because not very long until they're going to be cursing and they curse them behind your back and we all slip up and we're going to curse in front of our mom or dad and uh-oh, we're in trouble. No, you was in trouble when you think that God approved it. God tells us, you cannot understand the Bible as you would understand the writings of Plato or any other great man. You can study the great philosophers with the natural mind and by diligent applications, grasp, their profound meaning. If the Bible could be understood by natural man, it would be a natural book. But this is not a natural book. And it bothers me. I learn, you know, I think you ought to try to learn from your wife. You ought to try to learn from your husband. Uh, I try to learn... Bible by what door? I've got a box of Bibles that, you know, if you open them up too many times, they're going to fall apart. Most of them belong to Dora. I said, Dora, you just get rid of them. She said, I can't do it. 
I can't do it. So I, I said, all right. I said, I'll do it, you know. I'm gonna, it's a husband coming to the wife's rescue. I'll throw him away. No, you're not. So she wouldn't, she would prefer me not to destroy your Bible. I don't know what, what kind of shape is it? Because she said, good shape, old shape, red, blue, yellow, still God's word. And that was her, and you know, I'm not saying she was right. I certainly wouldn't tell her to her face she was wrong, so I just took the Bible and put it in a box, and they're all down in the basement now. Unless somebody else would do that after I'm dead. But, you know, the Bible is a precious book. We ought to read it. We ought to study it. Because it'll, it'll help you. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 18 tells us this. And be not drunk with wine wherein excess, but be filled with the Spirit. You know, to understand the Bible, you've got to be in the will of God. Amen? I mean, it would be pretty ridiculous for you to be disobedient to what God has showed you and then, well, I'm going to go to the study or I'm going to the bedroom and read the Bible. You might as well read Lent and Landers or something. You've got to be in the right mood to get anything out of the Bible. Don't get me wrong. If you read the Bible every night, I praise keep on doing it. But if you're not in God's will, you're not going to get anything out of it except the fact I read my Bible. It's called preparation. You want to get something out of the worship service when you come to church? You've got to prepare. Over the last 30 years, I've seen couples come into the parking lot and they were arguing and fussing. Got out of the car and a fake smile came on. You think they worshiped? Let me tell you. They didn't. You've got to prepare yourself to read. You've got to prepare yourself to worship. You've got to prepare yourself to be a good mom, a good dad, a good husband. Just preparing. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 18 makes it clear. Be not drunk with wine, where then he says, but be filled with the Spirit. Speaking to yourself in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. How many of us? I know I do. I, I, you know, I'll go some day and, you know, and, you know, I've got a cabin over there on the lake. It's paid for. It's mine. And me and Valerie was talking, and instead of saying, I'm thankful for it, I said, man, you, you've got to have a cane. It's so dark in there. You know, that's what log cabins are, you know, unless you've got the light in. we got small windows, you know, big old light, you know, you know it's beautiful. It's beautiful because it's mine. It's beautiful because I don't owe nothing on it. But instead of thanking God for that, I complain because there's not enough light. 
see, I'm human too. More human than you would like if you really knew me. I'd be thankful for that cabin. I'd be thankful for it. Because it's mine. Well, it's the Lord's. He lent it to me. I'm just using that as an example to show you we are so unthankful for what God has done for us. I've even had men on this table, and let me tell you something. What I have, I worked for it. Well, praise your little heart. Who gave you the job? Who gave you the ability? We always want to take credit for what we got and what we do. And we couldn't even walk. Remember when I thought I could sing and I was singing the song, I can't even walk without even holding my hand. The song is still true. I still sing it to myself. Nobody at the house said shut up because there's nobody there. Can't even walk without him holding my hand. Do you realize that? You realize you walked in this building this morning under the power of God. You can say, well, I exercise and I eat right. and I don't exercise and I don't eat right. I still walked in here. Who caused both of us to walk in here? God. We'll pick up next Sunday.